0: Well, good afternoon. How's it going?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Doing pretty good. It's uh, recording wise, it's been a few weeks, so I'm excited to share some new stories with you.
1: Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. I've awesome. been brewing on this one for a little bit.
0: Brewing? Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it and I just thought it was really good. So
0: Sweet. My story was very last minute, but it's good. That's all right. So, all those that are listening, guys, you can uh, you can find us on other platforms. Just wanted to do a quick reminder before we get started. Uh, so, if you don't listen to us on Spotify, you can catch us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever that's called, and yeah, all these other platforms. And of course, with the stories that we shared today, any images related to them, you can check those out on our Instagram, Spooky Sue Podcast. And of course, one more thing. If you guys have any scary stories, please send them in to us. We would love to read them on the podcast. So just do it.
1: I have a little story from last night. It was the worst. What happened? I got like four hours of sleep because of it. There was a really, really large spider outside of my shower when I hopped out of it last night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was large. I ran for my spider spray. (laughs) Came back, couldn't find it.
0: (laughs) That's the worst.
1: And after a few minutes, I saw it crawl out from, like, under the cupboards.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Were were you able to get it?
1: Yeah, I sprayed it. Nice. It was in a puddle. (laughs) Nice. And then, like, a minute after it finally stopped moving, there was another spider (laughs) that came crawling to it.
0: (laughs) His homie. He's like, no! Why'd you do
1: that? (laughs) And so, (laughs) you know, that one's got to go, too. I'm sorry. I'm, like... Terribly arachnophobic. I can't even crush them. That's why I have the spider spray.
0: It's true. You are I need kind of wimpy when it comes to that. But oh,
1: I own up to that a hundred percent.
0: I remember when we were kids an ant was crawling in your room and you like you couldn't do it. You just ran out of the room and I was like, It's just an ant and I went <laughs> 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 I don't remember that. You were super little though, so it's fine.
1: I'm not surprised they um, still scare me. I hate ants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they uh they're annoying, yeah. I once had uh this is actually in the room you're living in now, my old room, I was laying in bed and I felt like a thread on my neck. And so like when I tugged on it to pull it off, um, it didn't like pull my shirt. And so I'm like and like it was dark, so I just threw it uh, oh and no. I turned the lights on, and it's this huge spider, massive spider, and <gasps> I killed it. But it was, yes, it crawled on my neck.
1: Oh, my gosh. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> yeah,
0: but, I mean, it's dead, so you're good. It won't come back unless there's spider ghosts.
1: It doesn't mean that there aren't other spiders because it's fair. after I killed those two, I went to hop in bed. Sure enough, there was another spider in my room crawling on my bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, three spiders in one night. This is why I couldn't sleep. (laughs) So it's actually probably my fault then because they're all just going out for vengeance on you for what I did.
1: Because we have, like, the same blood they can smell, that we're kin.
0: So, my bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. You owe me.
0: So what do you have for us today?
1: All right. So we got some creepy foresty stories for you. Foresty? Yeah. Cool. Actually... Just one foresty story. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. This one was posted to R slash no sleep by U All Alright, and the story's called I'm a Park Ranger. I found something in Yosemite that can't be explained. The rocky dirt road crunched beneath the truck's tires as I drove through the dense forest, careful of the branches which overhung the path and scraped the windows. My eyes were darting around constantly, keeping an eye out for wildlife and fallen trees. This far into Yosemite, there weren't many people, but as a park ranger, it's my job to patrol these woods and protect visitors from nature as much as possible. Not to mention protecting nature from them. Especially this time of year when unlicensed hunters are out, and clueless campers and amateur hikers are roaming alongside them, it's often a lethal combination. Just as I was thinking about amateur hikers, I saw a woman standing a little ways off the road. She was in a rock-strewn field on a slope leading up to a hill to my left. Despite the fact that we were out in the middle of nowhere, she had no hiking equipment, no backpack, nothing. As I got closer, she saw me, but began to walk away, marching up the rocky slope. This far out in the middle of nowhere, I expected a wave or hello at the very least. Most of the time, if you're out here on foot, you don't see anyone for days at a time. Hey, miss, are you okay? I yelled, worrying she was suffering from exposure. Sometimes people get lost out in these woods, and by the time you reach them, they're nearly catatonic. I've seen it before men and women with thousand yards stare. She didn't respond, instead, continuing up the slope until she reached the top. Then she disappeared into the tree line. The woman's face looked familiar, I realized and pulled up a file on my laptop. It showed people who had been reported missing in the area. It took a minute, but eventually I found the woman's file. There were photos that matched the person I had just seen exactly, except her clothes were different, and the woman had been reported missing eight months prior. She should look considerably worse, I thought, especially considering her lack of supplies. These woods were harsh, brutal wilderness. Even experienced hikers and hunters had become lost in the area and had died from the elements. I quickly called into the station and told them what I'd seen, and grabbed my backpack and took off on foot, running up the rocky slope toward the trees. As she continued at the pace she'd been moving, I had a good chance of catching up with her. At the top of the hill, I managed to find her tracks. I followed them into the woods, tracing a path through the trees. For almost an hour, I followed her path through the forest, becoming more and more convinced that I should have caught up with her by now. I realized something was wrong, and I had lost her trail. It was like the woman had vanished. I kept moving forward, thinking maybe I would pick up her tracks again. This happens sometimes, I knew as an amateur hunter. The quarry's path would disappear occasionally, only to reappear a little ways away. So I kept going, pushing aside branches and shrubbery, moving ever deeper into the overgrown wilderness and that was when I saw it. What the hell is that? I muttered to myself, not believing my own eyes as the object came into focus up ahead. It was a staircase that appeared out of the overgrowth, looking otherworldly in this environment. Hmm. What's that doing out here? I realized I was talking to myself, but couldn't help it. I also couldn't seem to help the fact that I was steadily moving towards the staircase in the forest, despite a growing feeling which told me I should stay away. The closer I got to the stairs, the more I felt as if someone was watching me. The hair stood up on the back of my neck, and goosebumps rose on my arms as I approached, moving closer and closer until I was standing right in front of it. Strangely enough, the stairs looked relatively new. They appeared unassuming and normal in every way, except for the odd location. The wood was not weather-worn or moss-coated. It was clean, and I would guess it had been built in the last ten or twenty years. But the staircase ended after exactly 13 steps. It was a staircase leading to nowhere. It was an eerie sight out here, since I was well aware of how difficult it would be to construct them in the middle of nowhere. What was the purpose of them? Who would build them and why? Even as I was asking myself these questions, I found myself walking up the stairs. It was like I was in a dream as my feet seemed to move involuntarily upwards. But the feeling of eyes on my back and my neck grew worse and worse with each step. I could feel the weight of someone else's movement on the stairs with me. I was sure of it. Eventually, the paranoia became so overpowering that I had to turn around, feeling as if someone or something was definitely right behind me on the stairs. But when I turned around, there was no one there. Suddenly, I felt terrified and started wondering what I'd been thinking climbing those stairs in the woods that shouldn't have been there started going back down, still feeling eyes watching me from all around. The trees nearby rustled with movement, and I saw a vague shape moving behind them. Hurrying the remainder of the way down the steps, I called out to the figure, thinking it was a woman I had seen earlier. Miss, is that you? I've been looking f- all over for you. Are you all right? I asked the dark figure in the shadows, but it didn't move or respond. Instead, it just continued to watch me. Okay, lady, I can't help you if you don't- Suddenly, it occurred to me that the figure in the shadows was too tall to be the woman I'd seen earlier. It looked to be a person at least six and a half feet tall, maybe more. And they were ducking behind a tree so as not to be seen clearly. The thing stood up even taller, and I realized it had been crouched down. It was enormous, its form impossible to examine in low light, but it was definitely watching me. And there were more of them, I realized, my heart pounding faster and harder, until it felt like it was going to beat right out of of my chest. I spun around, looking at the forest all around me, seeing shadow shapes everywhere. For a few long moments, I was frozen, unable to move or breathe or think, and then I saw a long-fingered hand push back the foliage, preparing to emerge. That woke me up from my trance. Whatever these things were, I could tell they were not benevolent or good. They were creatures of darkness, luring people to them so they could feast on their minds. I tore my gaze away from it and began to run. Racing through the trees, I could sense them following after me, a platoon of lanky, impossibly tall creatures with long fingers. Were they the ones who had created the staircase out here? Were they aliens? Sasquatch? I had no idea, but every time I looked back over my shoulder, I saw them gaining on me, vague shapes moving so quickly they blurred and were tough to make out. That was when I realized it was getting dark outside, but that didn't make sense since when I'd set out it had clearly been early morning hours around 8am. Checking my watch I saw it was no longer functioning, nor were my cell phone or GPS devices working. With no other choice but to keep running, that's what I did, bolting through the forest until eventually I found the rocky slope beside the dirt road where I'd left my truck. I ran right over the edge of the cliff so terrified and frantic that I didn't see it coming. The things were just behind me at that point, and I was almost ready to resign myself to dying trying to fight them. Instead, I went stumbling down the rock-strewn hillside, somersaulting and hitting my elbows, knees, shoulders, and skull off the boulders and stones. A mini avalanche ensued, and I went down hard, face planning as my feet were unable to keep up with my momentum. A sharp pain struck me in the forehead, and I tasted blood in my mouth as my vision went dark. I laid in a pile of rubble and went to sleep. When I woke up, there was a park ranger standing over me, asking if I was okay. The weird thing was, I didn't recognize him. "'You look familiar,' he said, furrowing his brow. "'What's your name?' I told him and his jaw dropped. His face turned a shade paler. "'It... it can't be. Everyone thought you were dead.' Looking around, I saw my truck was nowhere to be seen. It was a different season as well. The trees were turning slightly yellow.' "'when I went into the forest, an early signal of autumn, "'but now they were bright green "'as they would be at the beginning of summer. "'What's the date today?' I asked him. "'He told me, but I didn't believe him at first. "'You're making that up,' I said, shaking my head. "'I just went into the woods for a couple hours "'to find the woman. "'That's when I remembered her again. "'Did anyone find her or she's still missing? "'Nobody's seen any woman, "'just like nobody has seen you for eight months.' "'His eyes were suspicious, and I realized... He thought I was losing my mind or had lost it out in the forest. I shook my head and looked back into the woods. We gotta get a search party out there. Didn't you hear me? If you saw a woman when you went out there, she's long gone by now. My eyes stayed fixed firmly on the trees in the distance. Not for her. There's something else out there. I couldn't resist the pull of it and started wandering back up the rocky slope. It felt like I was on an iron filing and that staircase was a strong magnet drawing me towards it. We all need to go to it. The other ranger grabbed my arm and pulled me back, restraining me, yelling at me to calm down. It took five more men to come get me to stop and get me into the hospital. They keep telling me what I saw wasn't real, that I was suffering from exposure, that I got lost in the forest and hit my head, suffering a concussion. The doctors say I hallucinated all of it, but I know what I saw. And as soon as I get out of this hospital, I'm going back.
0: Woo-hoo. That was a good story. Very intense. Right? So we know we don't know what happened to the woman.
1: No, but you can assume She's she made it down the staircase. Mm-hmm. Months had passed. Mm-hmm. And then she started being drawn back just as he was when he was found.
0: Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Whew. That was good.
1: You know, there's a whole thing about staircases in the woods. Have mm-hmm. you heard of this phenomenon?
0: Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: Just these random staircases that pop up in the woods, makes for really good creepy pictures. So, if you ever see one, take a picture, but don't go up, <laughs> don't climb the staircase.
0: Well, now that my wife and I have a cabin, we could do that. We'll just build a random staircase. You should. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it would scare everyone. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. It wouldn't make any sense why it's there. So that could be good. I love it. That's funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It has to be like a really out of place looking one, too. Like for sure. One with LED lights on it or like <laughs> really ornate <Yeah>. gold details.
0: It'd <laughs> be awesome like gold bars. Yeah. Like a gold handrail or something.
1: Heck yeah. Like a spiral one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. All right. That's my story for today.
0: So I keep seeing Halloween posts on social media. And because of that, I am just super excited for summer to be over and Halloween to be here.
1: Same. This triple-digit weather is going to be the death of me. It's the worst. I hate the heat.
0: Hate it. Hate it. So, in excitement for my favorite holiday, Halloween. Mine too. I decided that today would be a good time to share a spooky Halloween story.
1: Oh, right on.
0: So, Halloween decorations. We love them. I love Love them them. love them my wife and I we can't wait until we have a lot more space like a bigger home uh, that we can decorate and just go crazy with and then you know we can be known as the crazy Halloween couple in the neighborhood like that's my that's my dream
1: those are always the nicest people too
0: (laughs) oh yeah we're great we're nice come (laughs) trick-or-treat so I mean jack-o'-lanterns Ghosts in the trees, foam tombstones, animatronic werewolves, wooden skeletons, corn syrup blood, fog
1: machines, fog machines, all that works.
0: It's all good. I love it. Uh, I love. It's just so fun to see how people decorate their houses for for Halloween and, and just the creativity that people have. And of course, it's one of the one of the main reasons I love going to haunted houses because I like seeing what they did to decorate and make it as scary as possible.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. And of course, being scared. That's all. That's always fun.
1: Yeah. it's Like two birds, one stone. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I was telling my boss earlier today, I was like, I aspire to be the kind of mother who the little kids in the neighborhood don't want to come over because they walk inside it and they're like oh, she forgot to take down her Halloween decorations. (laughs) And I'm just like, no, (laughs) that's my decor. And then my boss was like, you would totally like move aside the bead curtain and be like, those are my decor items.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They might think you're a Wiccan or something. Yeah. Well, today's story isn't as fun as what I just mentioned. Spooky. Imagine it's Halloween season in... Chillicothe Ohio I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong Chillicothe the best time of the year you decide to go for a walk with your dog and enjoy the crisp fall air you're walking along when you spot one house that went a little too crazy with the decorating you see a fake rubber and foam mannequin like a body uh, covered in that apple red corn syrup You walk up to inspect and think, wow, this looks so real. And that's when you realize it is real. The victim was Rebecca Cade, age 31.
1: Oh my gosh, I didn't know where you you were going with that. I thought it was gonna be like, and this is how Michael Myers came to be, or something (laughs) like that.
0: (laughs) I could go off about Michael Myers, but that's another day. Rebecca was loved by everyone she knew. She was a single mother with one child who was born with fetal alcohol syndrome. Her cousin described Rebecca as a very sweet person that just never really grew up. Rebecca wasn't the best mother or daughter, but she was trying her hardest. She had problems with drug use and alcohol abuse. Due to a tip given to local PD, a man named Donnie Kochner Jr. was named a suspect. Police went to visit his home, but found his sister... Lisa Frost. Police were able to speak with Frost, but she said she had nothing to do or had any knowledge of the murder. The way Frost was behaving was very strange and led investigators to believe she had some involvement. Police took a look around and found bloody and muddy clothing in her neighbor's garbage can that belonged to Kochner. Interesting. They now have evidence linking Frost to her brother, the murderer. Hmm. Fast forward a little bit later. This is a quote taken from the Chillicothe Gazette. Frost's roommate at the time, Stefina Seacrest, testified saying she was on her way to buy cigarettes in Kentucky the night of October 12th, 2015.
1: That's a long ways to drive for cigarettes.
0: I, I don't know.
1: Cigarettes are just better in Kentucky, I, I guess. guess.
0: When Frost called her about Kochner... Seacrest described Frost as being kind of upset, worried, and excited all at once. Frost told her, Hey, my brother showed up at your house with blood and mud all over him. I'm going to let him take a shower. I was like, don't you dare let him into my house, Seacrest said. After Cade's body was found, police stopped by and talked with Seacrest and Frost. Afterward, Seacrest called her mom, who then called the police to report Frost knew something about Cade's murder, leading detectives to question both women again. Frost testified she told them about the clothing and allegedly lied to them about her brother's involvement after Seacrest told her to tell the truth. This is another quote from the same gazette. Frost repeatedly tried to testify she had lied to police about Kochner admitting to her that he had killed Cade. Frost claimed she was tricking to support her heroin and meth addiction, which made her liable to lie on anybody because she was just trying to get her to her next high. Now that she's sober, Frost said she is trying to set things right. He did not do this. He did not tell me he did this. I was scared and I made a false statement. Because I didn't want to go to jail, I'm not going to send my brother to prison. Frost testified. Due to very bad decisions, Frost landed herself in prison for 12 months for tampering with evidence. Which I think is actually pretty light. It's only one year for... She's pretty much an accomplice. Yeah. Kochner has also been indicted for the murder, but was determined to be mentally unfit to stand trial. Kochner is facing 15 years to life in prison for his role in the murder of Rebecca Cade.
1: Only 15 years?
0: 15 plus. At least 15. okay. So 15 to life. Got Now, here are the gruesome details of Cade's murder. From the articles I read, I could not find a solid reason as to why Kochner committed this heinous act, All that was reported was an argument between Cade and Kochner in a field not too far from where the crime scene was. Okay. At some point during the argument, Cade decided to run away from Kochner. My guess is that she noticed he was getting violent, so she wanted to get out of there as soon as, or as fast as possible. She was hit with the worst luck. While fleeing from Kochner, she decided to try and jump over a fence. While climbing up and over to the other side, her sleeve caught in the fence. No. It was stuck enough that Kochner was able to catch up to her. While she hung there helpless, Kochner began to attack her.
1: No. Oh my gosh.
0: The previous gazette that I mentioned said the following. Kate's face, neck, and torso were covered in injuries. Her hands, chin, and jaw were bruised while her nose was broken. She had up to five cuts and two two-inch-deep stab wounds in her face, distorting the face significantly. Spinal and brain injuries. Kate had desperately tried to get away, so hard in fact that one of her bicep muscles was severed while the other one was nearly severed. A burn mark found on her back had been made through three layers of clothing, a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, and an undershirt. And it was done either shortly before or after Kate passed. I can't even imagine the torture she had to go through while she just hung there helpless. Um, I mean, she was fighting him off, but it just wasn't enough. Some believe... <laughs> this, is, this is messed up. Some believe Kochner actually placed her hand up as if she was waving to passersby like a prop dummy. No. So that's why when people saw it at first, they thought it was a Halloween decoration. Not an actual person.
1: Oh, my gosh. My stomach hurts hearing this.
0: (laughs) There were numerous murders and missing women reports called in over the years in that area. So, people thought this could have been related to those cases, but as of now, there is no relation. So, which is crazy. I guess that was just... So, there's a murder already running loose in that place, But and then this happens. So... Uh, but most articles I found did not share much in regards to Kotchner's background, uh, which is good. I like that because it meant that they focused more on the life of Rebecca than on Kotchner, who is a piece of human trash.
1: Oh, yeah. Needs to rot Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, so next time you're out looking at Halloween decorations, it may not hurt to check and make sure they really are just Halloween decorations.
1: Just, uh, you know, just give it a little poke. Just a little poke.
0: Oh, I feel bad for the person oh. that had to find like actually find the body.
1: Yeah. I wonder so, if they recognized her somehow. No, she was or unrecognizable. Her Interesting.
0: So they okay. well, I mean they went up to it and examined it and were like, Oh my gosh, this is an actual human person mm. a person. And so that's when they called nine one one and called it in. So um but yeah, once again, she was unrecognizable from her face injuries. So I can just imagine her face was pretty much kind of like just caved in a little bit maybe and just covered in blood and Mm -hmm. slashes and just horrible, horrible.
1: See, I could picture all of this in my head as you were talking about it because in every horror movie where there's a scene where the victim's running away and they have to like hop a fence and something gets caught or their leg gets cut on the top of the fence, it like, it makes my skin crawl because I'm like, this is so scary. They're coming after you. (laughs) And so then hearing that it actually happens, it's just worse. So much worse.
0: I was actually thinking of the movie Trick or Treat.
1: Oh, I love that movie. At
0: the You know the couple in the beginning of the movie? Yeah. And then I think it was the wife? The wife or the husband, I can't remember, but they get strung up mm-hmm. like a Halloween decoration.
1: Yeah, because they took down their decorations. Yes.
0: Yeah. So scary stuff. Yeah. And it's real. It actually happened. There are multiple reports on it, so you can look it up yourself. But, yeah, Rebecca Cade, Halloween decoration. But uh, that was my story for today. It's a little short. Apologize. Uh, guys, once again, you can check out the pictures I'm going to post for this. I'll, it's pretty much uh, for this episode, it's going to be the uh, just pictures of Cade and Kochner. Nothing else for that. And then, yeah, if you guys, once again, have any spooky stories, please send them our way. You can DM them to us on Instagram or you can email them to us at spooky podcast 801 at gmail.com and we would happily read them on the podcast.
1: Yeah, please do it. We love hearing from you.
0: We'll scare you in the next one.
1: Stay spooky.